my life now is becoming more fully human, trusting that there is no way to God apart from real life in the real world. Hey, it's good to see everyone here. Welcome to the House of Mercy. If you're visiting, thanks for coming. And if you're listening on the podcast, hey, hi to you too. Yeah. Wherever you are. I don't know why they're up there, but it feels like <laughs> to me that's where they're, uh, they are. Yeah. Hey, you know what? If you came last week, I'm so sorry if we didn't intercept you, but uh, we, we knew there was a soccer game, but they're not, they're, people from the soccer game are not supposed to park in our parking lot, but we came here and the whole parking lot was full. And I had to choose between the dumpster or a handicapped parking space. So did yeah. you find a parking space? I chose the dumpster. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, yeah, we're sorry if you did come. And I know a lot of you probably just circled forever and then just gave up. Uh, it's very rare um, that that occurs that there's a soccer game when we're having church, and also they're not supposed to rent out our parking lot on a Sunday. So again, but they did. But we had some nice chats with some of you, you know, out there. Yeah. Uh, standing out there it was a nice day. So uh, yeah. Um, oh, I want to say this too. I, you'll notice there we have no programs today, uh, um, and that's just fine. Uh, inside, if you want the order of service, it's right inside your hymnal, like three pages in, and. Uh, We'll shout out the scripture is actually in the particular hymn, so you can find them. So if you like to follow along, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's all there. What, do, what about this mercy machine? Don't they go? Don't they go? I mean, yeah. Yeah, just, oh, and, and Eloise, like, what, what can't you play? What can't you do? That was so beautiful, that last song. Yeah, Thank you so very much. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Hey, were you going to say something about um, the bell, the new bell ringer? Yeah, I'm. You know, I would just like to introduce officially. Um, not only is he our head usher, but now we have given the official job of bell ringer. Uh, John will now give us a little bell. There you go. So every time you hear that, I mean, it's just like it's up. It's a prayer already. All right, thanks, John. Hey, two weeks from tonight. House of Halloween. Spooky business. Yeah. Yeah. We're giving up the mercy for the scary. Yeah, really scary stuff. Because Halloween is going to be on a Sunday night, 5 o'clock. We're all going to be outside. There's going to be music. There's going to be, um, you know, it, I mean, formerly it was called trunk or treat, where you um, decorate your trunk and of your car and people come around and, like, get candy. It's still going to be exactly that, but we found the whole trunk or treat thing started out in... Uh, like outside of Dallas as a right-wing conspiracy to I don't know what it is. So we got to change the name. Concept is good. That's a lot of things with those evangelicals. Great ideas. They just, you know, yeah. they put them to evil use. Evil. So, like trunk or treat, but just don't call it that. Don't call it that. And don't get in a trunk, no matter what anybody says or how good the candy is. All right. Yeah. But decorate your trunks and come. Yeah, it, this is all going to be fun. This is a ghost story, I'm telling you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that's two weeks from tonight? Two weeks from tonight. On yep. Halloween. Halloween. What if, yeah, if you would like to volunteer, we need volunteers. If you'd like to decorate your uh, trunk, give, and give out candy, you could right now even pull out your phones and uh, or email info at House of Mercy and say, hey, I want to volunteer. Right. Or you could come talk to either one of us. So two Or weeks just from. show up with stuff in your trunk. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love that song. Um, 
All right. Uh, yeah. Hey, speaking of volunteers, we are, um, well, I don't know if you've noticed these cameras up here. There's cameras right up here. And uh, we are, we're going to start streaming, live streaming our service. Uh, some people still aren't able to get out uh, or feel comfortable getting out, but they still want uh, to participate in the Mercy. So we are looking for volunteers to help stream this Sunday. It's, it's really simple. It's fun. It's, uh, you sit up there, you direct the shots, you change them. You, it's, it's, it's fun. So if you are at all interested, we would, it's going to be a rotation, so you do it like once a month. So uh, if you are interested, please talk to me afterwards or uh, get a hold of me some other way. Because you're going to train people? Oh, I'm not going to train people, but the, uh, the uh, guy from the place <laughs> is going to train people. So as soon as we all get together, I'll call the guy and say, hey, come and train us now. So How fun. Yeah, no, he's a good guy. It's a great place. <laughs> <laughs> This is the House of Mercy, and welcome to it. Join me now in the prayers of community. I'll end each prayer or petition with God in your mercy, and I invite you to respond here our prayer. Let's pray. 
God of mercy, help us not to be too distracted from life, what it is to be a human in a body with senses and feelings, moving through the world, listening and seeing. Help us not to focus our attention so much on things that are not alive, our little machines, dollars, screens. Help us experience the abundance, the abiding, the eternal, the sparks and flames so that we don't sink into the monotony, being half alive, mindlessly following preconceived paths, conforming to the structures put in place by the powerful. Help us discover possibilities we have never even thought of before. We need some fresh ones. Make us more alive. God, in your mercy. God, in mercy, clearly the power structures serve the powerful. Abuse the children. Protect the ones at the top of the hierarchy. Make the rich richer. Send the poor empty away. We pray that you would turn these structures upside down. We pray for an end to abuses of power. Help us not to abuse any power we have. Make us very sensitive to this, aware, alive to love instead. God, in your mercy. God, of mercy, our bodies and minds can be strong and also fragile. Most of us are not perfectly well. Help us handle our hurts or give them over to you or whatever it is that helps us live in brokenness. We pray for Maria as she prepares for surgery. Give her comfort and strength. And for Henry, we pray for healing. We pray for all those who have lost loved ones, those who are grieving, all those who need healing, who need a break, who need to know they are loved, and that somehow things will be okay, even if that okay is not quite what we hoped for. We pray for each one of us that is feeling the pain of our brokenness. We pray for your love and mercy to be apparent, even salvific. God, in your mercy, forgive us for the way we hurt each other, Free us to love even as we struggle. God, in your mercy, hear us now as we bring our prayers, our gratitude, and our confessions to you as we pause for silence. Lead us to the mercy. Amen.
right which chapter this came from, but it's from John, so I'll read it. Those who feed on my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread which your ancestors ate and they died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? But Jesus, aware that these disciples were complaining about it, said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It's the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I've spoken to you are spirit and life. But among you there are some who don't believe. For Jesus knew from the first who the ones were that didn't believe and who it was who would betray him. And he said, This is why I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted by the Father. Because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. So Jesus asked the twelve, And you? Do you also want to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom could we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to live among the swirl and the wind and the winding words and the unraveling truths. It used to be there was going to be a future where scientists and engineers and, and factors, those folks that fact things. It used to be that there was going to be like a future where those factors were going to find out all the facts that we needed. All the facts that we needed to make enough energy without destroying the planet, without heating up the earth and putting every living thing on a slow roast. All the facts we needed to keep the white rhinos from going extinct. All the facts we needed to fix all my Alzheimer's and cure cancer and regrow organs and rebuild the hearts and kidneys, livers and lungs. Those factors were going to find out all the facts we needed to guarantee healthy baby weight, nutrition, pre- and postnatal comfort, care and concern. And every kid everywhere, they all get the same chance, education, nurture, opportunities to try and try. All the facts we needed to free people from addiction, heal people from generational deficits, and the tools to work together to resolve whatever conflict might arise. All the facts we need so everyone had enough. Enough to eat. Enough to eat. 
there's going to be, there was going to be a future where the folks would do the research, make the calculations, discover the science, find the hard science, scientific facts that would work it all out. But no more. That future's gone, missed, squandered, overshot, misunderstood, irrelevant, irrelevant. See, you see, see, we all thought, we all thought that the problem was the facts, hard facts. We thought the problem with cancer and global warming and war and malnutrition and disease was with the facts. We didn't know how to cure cancer or global warming and disease. We were getting close but there were still some things we had to figure out. Still some facts we needed to know. And just as soon as the factors figured out those facts, they would drop them into the equation and start curing and cooling and repairing and feeding and peacemaking. But no, we found the facts. They did it. They know. The scientists and the engineers and the economists and the hydrologists and the social scientists and the climatologists and the criminologists, they found the facts. And like all the other facts the fact finders found, they threw them on that big pile in that big pit, and they all, they're all there, and there's so many, and it doesn't matter. We knew what to do about global warming 50 years ago. We knew better that we better start taking steps to reverse global warming 30 years ago, 20 years ago. We knew that it was too late to completely reverse global warming, but we could slow its effect considerably. 10 years ago, we knew if we didn't do something immediately, it would be too late, and the planet eventually would be reaching temperatures that could no longer sustain life. This was inevitable. But we didn't do anything. We knew what to do. We had the facts. But the facts didn't matter. It's a machine. The future's a machine that runs on greed and is immune to truth and knowledge. And that is why, more than ever, this is what we need. Hold, hold, hold on. Hold on, I said. Uh, is this a movie you're telling me about? She stopped her slow advance towards me. Not that she was consciously backing me up against the dessert table, but she was more like compelled, no, propelled by her passion or obsession, her desire to communicate her revolutionary knowledge, that she was involuntarily moving slowly closer to me to penetrate my personal space with her revelation. But I hadn't really been paying attention. I was moving my tongue around the inside of my mouth, trying to discern if the dip had cumin in it. Or was it like something from the cracker that I was tasting? She looked me in the eye for the first time. A movie? She asked, as if, She'd just come to. I don't know if she was paying attention that much attention to me either. She was just lost in her own 
rant. I mean, it doesn't seem kind to call it a rant, but it kind of was a rant. I tried to re-engage. Okay, so it's not a movie. A movie? Are you joking? This is really, like, real. All right. Okay, so we thought the facts would solve every problem in the future, and then the future came, and we found all the facts, but nobody cared, and nobody used them. Solve the world's problems. Yes, 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 yes. She lifted her hand in a gesture of praise and that brought them down and held my face between her hands. I'm thinking, it seems strange, but sometimes chili powder can taste like cumin. She released my face and looked at me like it was my turn to talk. Um, why didn't anyone care or use the facts to solve the world's problems? Because there is not enough blood in them. You can't bite into them and feel the warm flesh in your throat as you swallow it. We need to actually eat Jesus' flesh and drink his blood. Drink the blood. Actually, drink the blood. Oh yeah, that's it. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood, they abide in me, and I am them. Incarnation, ingestion, that's what we need. I forgot that this is where we had started. You would not believe how many impromptu sermons from complete strangers ministers here. I meet somebody at a dinner party or on an airplane or like this woman at the dessert table at the National Night Out block party, and they find out you're a minister, and at first they start, you know, asking you a few tentative questions, and then they say something like, you know what I always wondered about? And then they launch into this sermon. Jesus won't let the people off the hook for voice raising half an octave like a Seinfeld impersonation. It's, they seem willing to treat it like a metaphor. But he is, he is insisting that they really eat his flesh and drink his blood. To what end, I ask, looking for a rhetorical pivot to my usual, well, thank you for sharing that with me. I, I'm going to think about that. It was nice to talk to you, but she wouldn't let me go. To what end? People need something real to touch, to taste, ingest something real. Everyone thought facts were real, the truth was real, that the future was in the future. But now we know it. This is it. This is what we have. What do we have? The flesh and blood of God. Well... That does sound impressive when you say it like that. But even in that version from John's Gospel, it says, when many of his disciples heard it, they said, this teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? Because of this, many of the disciples, they left him. It's a hard teaching, I said. These are hard times. Eat the flesh and drink the blood of God? Our only hope. Hope? 
has hope. Hard hope. Hard hope. Hard science, hard facts didn't work. Hard hope. I'm not really into the anti-intellectual, anti-reason creation science thing, I told her. Who's saying that? She threw her hands in the air again and then double-chopped them down. We have the facts. We have the science. We just don't have the love to use them. Love? Hard love. Hard hope breeds hard love. You bring whatever it is to the table. Whatever is making you hopeless, helpless, scared, alone. You bring it to the table and eat. Eat the flesh and drink the blood of God. Ingest the incarnation of God, and it will transform you. It will hit you like a, a wheatgrass shot or whiskey or joy. Joy, I ask? Hard joy? Hope and love and joy? Yes, she said, grabbing both my hands and hers and jumping up and down a little bit. Yes! I couldn't help smile a little bit. <laughs> You feel it, don't you? I kind of do, I said. Eat the flesh, drink the blood. Yeah? Yeah. Is it magic? She stepped back, still holding my hands. Magic? What kind of minister are you? Not a good one, I said. It's the ground of being. It's the origin of the universe. It's peace and love. It's radical mercy. Of God, it's melting in your mouth and filling you with hard hope. Hard hope. Yes, she said. Hard hope. Eat it. And then what? I could see my family over her shoulder making the what's going on, let's go signs. But I was kind of into this now. And then what? When you eat the hard hope, then... What about the world and global warming and disease and hate and racism and misogyny and all that stuff that the hard facts didn't fix? Eat the hard hope, she said. Pass it around. Everyone take a bite of God and then let's get busy.
the House of Mercy podcast. You can experience all this live every Sunday at 5. Check houseofmercy.org for all the details. House of Mercy is a church in St. Paul. You should come. It's not that bad.